0: Wah 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 Welcome everyone to another episode of Podcast, where history teachers and students are talking history. I am Winnie and joined here by Lafayette and Inez. And today we are talking about impeachment. Mm-hmm. Let the impeachment process begin. Yeah. So in the news, I'm sure most of you are aware, they are beginning the process of possibly impeaching our current president or investigating. So if you're like me, I'm a little bit confused on how the whole impeachment process works. So can one of you guys explain, first of all, what is impeachment? Does that mean that you actually get kicked out of office or is it something else?
1: So impeachment does not mean you get kicked out of office, though that is a very common misconception. But think of impeachment as like being charged with something, like an indictment. And uh, it's when charges are being brought against a person. And then after they're impeached, um, one half of our Congress gets to then decide, is this person sort of guilty of these crimes or not? And they will either be acquitted or convicted and then possibly
0: removed from office. So what kind of crimes can get one impeached?
2: Uh, well, can I... Um... <laughs> Maybe I can help here. So, Ooh, I have, What do you I ha- got
0: there, Lafayette?
2: I have my handy-dandy uh, constitution uh, pocket-sized.
0: <laughs> Always on
2: the ready. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, Article 1, which outlines the powers of our Congress, our legislative branch, um, Article 1, Section 4, um, grants specific powers when it comes to impeachment. I'm sorry, Section 3. Uh, I apologize. Uh, it says that the senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments when sitting for that purpose they shall be an oath or an affirmation when the president of the united states is tried the chief justice shall preside and no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of members present Um, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit from the United States. I'm going to skip ahead here to the Article 2, which is executive, which is kind of addressing what you just asked, which is what can you be impeached for? The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for... And conviction of treason, okay. bribery, or other high crimes and dis- misdemeanors, which is kind of a general phrase you could p- apply to a lot of things. I
1: think that's done on purpose, right, so that it gives Congress the power to decide, you know, does this action fit into this really sort of wide category? Um, and we've heard a lot on the news lately that it's not necessarily a criminal act, but a political, political act that could land a president in this position, Right, which criminal activity
0: too. So I'm going to rewind just a bit because you've given tons of information I want to digest here. So... It's the Senate and the House, a.k.a. Congress, that Mm -hmm. actually does the impeachment process. Right. So say you're suspected of doing a high crime or doing something. How does it start off? So is it the House that has to bring the charges against you and then they investigate? And if they find that there's enough evidence, they send it off to trial at the Senate?
1: Yeah, that's basically okay. how it works. So the House can start an inquiry or early investigation if they think there's enough there to begin the impeachment process. They have they draft up the articles of impeachment that say, you know, we're gonna impeach this man or woman and here's what for and okay. they vote on it. Mm-hmm. And what
0: how many people need to agree? Two thirds. Two thirds. Two thirds in the House before it gets to the Senate.
2: Yeah. You need two thirds in the Senate. Okay.
0: And right now in the process, we're at the very, very, very beginning stages. Just a little baby. Just a little baby peach. Yeah. still like a little flower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It hasn't blossomed to a full-blown fruit yet.
2: That's right. And this all started, of course, with our founders. So I mentioned the mm-hmm. Constitution there. Um, you know, we, This year we'll talk about the Virginia Plan, yeah. which is the thing that created our three branches of government. Um, and uh, what's his name? Um, Edmund Randolph is kind of the father of the impeachment idea of saying that we must be able to hold the president accountable. And the founders talked about it for a while. There was one person who was on the fence, uh Mr. Morris, Pegleg Morris. Um but even he came around when Madison really emphasized that uh it's important that a president not feel above the law. And so um it was quickly agreed upon. Impeachment was not something they um I would say fought a lot about.
0: And is, it's not just the president, it's anybody in government. Yes, that can be impeached. Judges can be
1: impeached. Right. And um, the other federal officers can, like... Um,
0: like secretaries of something, can they be impeached?
2: Uh, exec, executive and judicial um, can be impeached. Legislative, it, it's a different process. Okay. Uh, they, it wouldn't be called an impeachment process of a legislator.
0: So right now, our House of Representatives is investigating to see if there is even a crime committed yet, or if there's enough evidence, where are they at right now?
2: Yes. So they call it inquiry. So right now they're trying to fact find, right? The allegation is that President Trump uh, made a phone call to the Ukraine in order to investigate a political opponent, Joe Biden's son. Um, And the big problem here is one, you can't ask a foreign power um, to investigate. Would that
0: be considered treason or just in that ambiguous high crimes? That
2: would be a high crime. Yeah. Like um, not a good
0: idea a crime. Right. If you're
2: more problematic is that if he actually withheld funding to Ukraine, which had already been, um, approved by Congress about $400 million. Okay. Uh, there seemed to be a holding pattern until he had that conversation with the president. So if he withheld funds to a foreign power on what is essentially um, a bribe,
0: mm. right? That would
2: be a problem. And they haven't, they haven't determined whether all this is for sure. So they're right? still
0: trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So let me get this straight. So Congress had approved to give Ukraine some money.
2: Which was very normal. Yeah. Like, this wouldn't make news. This happens annually.
0: But before that money got there, it was on hold.
2: It seems allegedly. that didn't make its way there.
0: <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Because we're not making any judgment here. Sure. We're just trying to figure it out. So the the money was allegedly on hold, and then this phone call took place.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct. It, and. But. Well,
0: yeah. And,
1: and there is an argument to be made that it isn't what we would call like a quid pro quo, where it's, you know, I do this for you, you do this thing for me. And there some people are saying that it is. And so that's exactly what the House is doing right now, investigating to figure out if maybe this is worthy of um, an
0: impeachment trial. So now what happens next? Can you walk us through the actual impeachment process?
2: So there would have to be articles of impeachment, meaning they would have to decide what are the exact crimes they're going to charge him with. Each would be its own article. So for example, um, the first president to ever come under impeachment was Andrew Johnson. Uh, He had 11 articles of impeachment against him, which in retrospect has been deemed a mistake, right? When you have that many articles, it's hard. it, It waters the whole thing down.
0: So you want like one or two good solid crimes, exactly. not 11
2: right. Clint- co-home ones. Clinton had two articles against him, um, obstruction of justice and perjury, lying under oath. Um, so they, they still didn't. Con- the Senate didn't convict, um, but it was easier to focus the conversation. Okay. Yeah.
0: So now if they find that there is not enough to go on, then the, the process stops. But if they do find that there has possibly been some crimes committed, what would be the next step?
1: Well, there would have to be – there would be a vote, mm-hmm. right? And if two-thirds of the House um, votes for impeachment, it will go on to the Senate. And then, I, you know, they will also look through the charges and vote. And if they feel that the president is guilty of these things,
0: then – Then he'd be removed. He would be
1: removed. From but if House they don't
0: feel he's guilty, then it just – Dies right there. Not so he was technically impeached, but not removed from office. Not,
1: right. yeah. So he would be acquitted in
0: that case if they think, well, he's not really... Impeached but, impeached, but acquitted.
2: Which has so that has happened case to, so far. That's,
0: so that's happened to, what, two other presidents. Do you right. want to talk a little bit about those two presidents and what they got? Uh, two, two cases? Sure.
2: Before we get there... Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so the probably the most um, solid but maybe forgotten case of impeachment and removed is of a justice. Okay. Um, So this would be John Pickering, who is a justice of um, George Washington's. He appointed him. Um, And he was impeached and removed, but it's been kind of written off in history because what we understand um, in retrospect is that he was mentally ill. Uh, So um, I, I pulled it up here. Quote, um, John Pickering had developed a reputation for ravings, cursings, and crazed incoherences. So they said he was pretty much unruly. Like, even his rulings were, like, insane. Um, And so the argument there, though, is that that doesn't meet the um, necessarily treason, bribery, high crime, or misdemeanor. He's just kind of nuts. Is there Um, something
0: in the Constitution, if you have a case like that, though, where somebody's not fit for office?
2: For the president, there is.
0: It's not that you're guilty. It's just you've gone a little crazy
2: for the presidency that exists but there,
0: it doesn't for
2: not so much uh, not clearly though they did remove Pickering okay um and they tried it again a couple years later with Samuel Chase, uh, another justice and his was even like more um, abstract where they were just charging him I think it was eight counts of pressuring a grand jury um, for a conviction against a political opponent. Um, He was a Federalist, he hated the Republicans, uh, and so he was pressuring a grand jury to go after this Republican. They said that showed bias, and so they went after him. Now he lost, or or, I'm sorry, he was acquitted. But um, usually what ends up happening is actually this becomes a political thing. So um, it's supposed to be a kind of a pure constitutional process, but um, even what we're seeing right now is there's a little, the Republicans control the Senate right now, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of enthusiasm from Republicans within the Senate to move forward with this. And so what could end up happening is like what we call like political theatrics Mm -hmm. um, where each party just plays to its base. The Democrats really want Trump impeached. So they're moving forward and the Republicans for the most part. I think you pulled up a number.
1: Yeah. So, well, the number that I looked at was actually a polling of registered voters. Now, of course, it it, it matters like who actually voted in the poll. But um, in that poll, something like 25% of registered Republican voters that, that of course, answered the poll said that they were for impeachment. Some were undecided and around 40% were against it. But that's kind of actually really surprising. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, partisan politics where people just kind of stay true to their party lines is like has been the case for a long while, but is especially um, an issue, I think, kind of in our current Congress. And so it's, I think it's unlikely that, um, you know, senators would listen to their constituents, and they'll probably just vote along party lines. And that's what a lot of other sort of political pundits and talking heads are saying too, that even if this gets to the Senate, it's really unlikely for a party to go against their own president um, on charges that are, are like this. It's not like a murder case or something. Right. Oh, you know, that's something else I just wanted to touch on. Um, this is not like a criminal trial or even a civil trial. So if there is a president or judge um, that Committed some major sort of legal wrongdoing, there can still be a trial after the fact in a criminal or civil court. This is really just about losing your job, getting kicked out of office. Um, But there could be trials after the fact to determine like guilt in the eyes of the law, the
0: regular judicial system.
2: Yeah.
0: I think everybody only knows about like maybe two presidents that were impeached. One would be Bill Clinton, and the other one would be Nixon, who didn't actually get impeached because. He didn't even make it to the no. process before he stepped down.
2: And what but, do you what do you think about that? Should a president, if if faced with this much public scrutiny, it's almost seen as the honorable thing to do to step down. Do you think that is what a president should do?
0: I think, I don't. Is it honorable though? To me, when you step down, it's almost like admission of guilt.
2: I think in Nixon's eyes, it was because he wasn't going to drag the what he what, phrased it as okay. is he wasn't going to drag. Then the country I can appreciate
0: that. But here's where I. I I just, I feel like I don't, I agree that a president or anybody in office shouldn't be above the law. And I think that with the Constitution, it is kind of vague on what the president's powers were. But whether or not you think that they're going to win or lose the process, I think if you suspect the president or anybody of doing something wrong, even if you know it probably won't go through the whole, you know, kicking out of office part, I think you have to still make an example and, and at least bring them to charges to show future presidents and judges, like, mm-hmm. there are limitations. There's boundaries. You know, right. there's got to be some kind of little senses so little around your power. Just
1: because you think defeat in your eyes, no matter which side you're on, is imminent, shouldn't, you know, prevent you yeah. To from starting the process. I never
0: thought of Nixon that way, though, as far as, like, you're stepping down is... you know spare the country any more drama
1: i I think it's like saving valuable resources right we want our legislators in their jobs doing what they're supposed to do which is legislate right making decisions and laws that benefit our nation and this is one of their roles too but if a president knows like you know what i did wrong and this is just going to drag out or i'm likely to be removed anyway i think i think it's good to step down
2: and and can you remind our listeners of Uh, what Nixon was accused with? Well,
0: that's where things get a little bit interesting for me. Um, Nixon was accused of spying, essentially, or using other people to break into offices and steal files to spy on his political opponents, Right. which is interesting given the current charges that are being allegedly flung at our president, which is that he was using a foreign power to... Dig up the dirt, spy on his political opponents.
2: Yeah.
0: I just it I, again trying to be as unbiased as possible because I do like to see all the facts before they you know I make any judgment. But just by going comparison's sake, it's interesting that Nixon felt that there was, I guess, enough evidence against him or enough wrongdoing that he was like, you know what, I'm going to spare you guys this and step down.
3: Good evening. This is the 37th time. I have spoken to you from this office where so many decisions have been made that shaped the history of this nation. Each time I have done so to discuss with you some matter that I believe affected the national interest. In all the decisions I have made in my public life, I have always tried to do what was best for the nation. Throughout the long and difficult period of Watergate, I have felt it was my duty to persevere, to make every possible effort to complete the term of office to which you elected me. In the past few days, however, it has become evident to me that I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. As long as there was such a base, I felt strongly that it was necessary to see the constitutional process through to its conclusion, that to do otherwise would be unfaithful to the spirit of that deliberately difficult process and a dangerously destabilizing precedent for the future. But with the disappearance of that base, I now believe that the constitutional purpose has been served. And there is no longer a need for the process to be prolonged. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour.
0: But it's interesting that it's very similar.
3: Yeah. Circumstances.
2: circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's supposedly record, you know, Nixon had the tapes. And in this case, we have phone calls. So, um, yeah, there are parallels.
0: I kind of feel too, and and maybe this is just a total side topic. When it comes to political opponents, I think it's interesting that you feel like you have to dig up dirt on them. If you're that confident that you are good at what you do, then why not why? just go up against that person? Why do you even need any dirt? Right.
3: Yeah. And does
0: the dirt even matter? No. I mean, think about how much dirt you could <laughs> dig up probably on any president. It's right. like, does that you have to look yeah. at like. I want to look at, like, does it affect your ability in office?
1: And, you know, I yeah, absolutely. Um, now, when it comes to Clinton, it was really not about digging up dirt at all. It's a very drastically different situation. Uh, Lafayette, do you want to share some of the details <laughs> of that one? Uh,
2: so Clinton was, like I mentioned, pr- uh, charged with two things. Um, perjury, which means he lied while under oath mm-hmm. uh, and being asked about um, – what we'll call an affair. Mm -hmm. So while he was president, um, he was accused of using his office inappropriately to have an affair with an intern named Monica Lewinsky. Uh, He was also charged then with obstructing justice, which is um, another issue coming up currently, which is once you've committed the crime, are you trying to cover up the crime? Are you Mm -hmm. trying to hide the facts? And we know for sure that Clinton um, lied under the oath because he admitted that he had lied.
3: As you know. In a deposition in January, I was asked questions about my relationship with Monica Lewinsky. While my answers were legally accurate, I did not volunteer information. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Ms. Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part, for which I am solely and completely responsible.
2: Um, And so then they added on that. Obstruction of justice part. In his case, the question was: Was the crime that he had actually committed a crime? uh, You know, to have an affair, and was it is it um, an abuse of power? Then to lie about an affair if it's not a political, like if it's not a political measure or an executive function. How
0: much is that affair affecting? I'm sure it affected your personal life, but how much is that affair affecting your ability to run the country versus?
1: And there were a lot of discussions yeah. about like someone's romantic entanglements is that fodder for like public discussion or should that be really just part of the private sphere?
2: Um, the and, and a lot of people boiled this down to political theater as well. So Republicans had, you know, disliked Bill Clinton, who was a Democrat, and saw this as an opening to m- try to move forward. Um, but I think the public perception, um, I think the problem, the reason they had a problem convicting him is because I think the public perception was that this was just theatrics and not not an actual urgency by Congress to remedy the office.
1: And, you know, support from party members in the Democratic Party was really, um, it, it peaked during this impeachment proceeding. They rallied behind their president instead of being sort of Ashamed or upset. It was like, you know what? We're standing by President Mm -hmm. Clinton. Standing by your man. And -hmm. that, you know, raises some interesting questions about if um, an impeachment process, like if our current president is impeached how will this impact his run for office this is kind of new unprecedented territory Mm -hmm. clinton wasn't in a spot to be running for office again um and this was the end of his he couldn't run anyway because he had already had two terms yes but we know that this is our sitting president and we know he is like actively campaigning for the 2020
0: election so let's say he doesn't get impeached do you think that will affect his popularity the fact that he went through the trials do you think that will affect his popularity? Because some people are saying that's going to actually hurt the Democrats because it's going to make them look like they were going after him.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard or, to know because there's no. What do you think? It's
0: going to make some Republicans feel like shaky, like oh, I don't know, this guy was brought up on charges. I don't. I, w- know. I would think
2: both. Yeah, I, I would think I would agree. A moderate Republicans would maybe shy away, mm-hmm. and people who are staunchly in support will still be staunchly in support. Yeah. But like like and said, there is uh, no precedent. Uh, for this because uh, nobody had ever been running for re-election. I mean, in fact, Johnson and Clinton had a lot in common in the fact that they had only about a year left on their presidency when these proceedings happened. So by the time the conviction or acquittal came for both of them, uh, there was such little time. It it hardly mattered.
0: Just finish it. Just finish
2: (laughs) it out.
0: Let's move on to the next one. But this one matters. Going back to Johnson, though. So he basically got impeached for firing somebody that he wasn't, he didn't have the power to fire right. for lack of better reason.
2: Again, yeah. politics.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so somebody
0: that he was not a fan of <laughs> right. at all. Right. He did not like this. Was the Secretary of War Stanton. Stanton. Yes, and right. he tried. Who was
2: Lincoln's secretary during the Civil War? Mm-hmm. Lincoln's assassinated. Johnson's only vice president because Lincoln's trying to make a symbolic gesture of Southern Democrat northern republican let's working get a, together let's get
1: along <laughs> yep reach across the aisle not <laughs>
2: expecting to be assassinated <laughs> yes <laughs> well maybe but uh you know um i don't think he had that in mind when he selected johnson and so republicans when it came to reconstruction really hated johnson i mean they despised mm-hmm. him and so they had set up a law to kind of stick him because they knew that he wanted to get rid of stanton and so they sent up what is called the tenure of office act which says if you're going to fire, if the president wants to remove someone he has to ask congress first uh, which Johnson didn't like, and Johnson didn't follow, and he still asked for the resignation of Stanton, and Stanton refused. And uh, con- Congress said, well, you're now in violation of one of our acts, and uh, off they went. That was a very close one. I mean, that was our mm-hmm. closest call in history. He's only he's only acquitted one, by one, one, one vote. God, would you hate to be that one lonely? Well, there's a great book on it called Impeached, Uh, about the Andrew Johnson trial. And uh, they go really far into the details of saying that these votes were were bought, essentially, Um, that this was pretty commonplace in the 1800s, that you could buy congressmen's votes. Um, And so I believe it was Senator Ross from uh, Kansas. I think that's where he was from. Um, He was bought. And so that saved his presidency. But Johnson willingly doesn't run again because, you know, he doesn't want any part of it.
0: The reluctant impeached president.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But doesn't he go down in history as being one of like our worst presidents ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you there you have that. You know, I'm
1: currently enjoying the great Netflix uh, drama House of Cards and oh. it seems like even though I know that it's it's all fiction, <laughs> right? Hollywood, Is but it? sometimes it really seems to mirror well real life with all the salacious, scandalous news and trying to separate, you know, um,
0: drama from the facts. And,
1: uh, it's hard to do. It's interesting. I was
0: talking to somebody who considers themselves a closeted Republican, which I find interesting that they feel uncomfortable even admitting Aww, that they are. What Because you can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of America. But anyhow, I digress. And they were like, I don't really see what the big deal is anyway. Like, so what if he asked another country – to dig up dirt on somebody, and I had to explain like, why is that a big deal? I don't know if you guys have any insight. I, I, the way I explained it was, once you start involving other countries in our elections, and then you use leverage like withholding money that they're supposed to get for actual like,
2: right, and then yeah, uh, act, and actual, I,
0: actual funds that will help their country. And I think what the Democrats like are
2: struggling with is did they cover it up then on purpose, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it, that's one thing, but if you then tried to purposely withhold the information, then yes. that becomes a much bigger yes. bigger deal because you're not being transparent then with the nation.
1: Yes, and I think that, um, yeah, it's a lack of transparency. And also, like, we're supposed to have this really open, clear, democratic process where things aren't hidden from mm-hmm. the people and that, you know, we, um, all of our candidates that are, running for this um presidential office like have equal opportunity and that there isn't somebody like on the dl trying to dig up dirt and it's really scary to think about other nations meddling with our elections and skewing results and you know um, misinforming american citizens if in yeah. fact that's what happened. if that's what's happening
2: yeah. right the happened. other the other thing to keep in mind Again, trying to be unbiased and neutral on this, like if I was talking to your friend, would be to reinforce that we have institutions that that do this in America. Mm-hmm. Meaning you don't outsource uh, espionage work to foreign nations mm-hmm. because we already have an infrastructure, we have a CIA, we have an FBI in which the president has some input uh, on and appointment ability Wasn't to that those what people. Wasn't
0: Nixon used our own people for?
2: right. Um, now you can still use those people illegally. It's not as if they, which ex- is what
0: he was being accused of doing. Yes, right,
2: yeah. right. Um, but certainly to to um, use a foreign power would then to it would almost um, indicate that whatever your business is is um,
1: you're trying to keep it away from the American justice
2: system yes, a little bit. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
0: It doesn't doesn't look good.
2: Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, again, a lot of this ends up being political theatrics, um, and so it may not get much further than, you know, we're we're recording this on, what's the date, September 27th?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Proceedings started two days ago, and we may already be at the end of it, for all we know. But um, impeachment as a power is something I think Americans are just generally very interested in, right? Like, it's this magical power that our Congress, it does kind of feel magical. Yeah,
0: like, I can kick you out of office anytime. Well, it goes down to checks and balances. You shouldn't have one branch of government that's able to be above the law that can't be subjected to other branches that are kind of watching you.
1: It's a very necessary check, but it's also like its effectiveness and like the the power behind that is really dependent on a legislative branch that is committed to doing their job well and trying to put party politics aside and really think about, you know, look at the facts and do what they think is best for the nation. and, you know, we just got to hope that that's what our Congress is going to do.
2: Right. Now, what happens if it, so if a president's impeached or under impeachment, typically the president of the Senate is the vice president. Now, that can't be because it's seen as a conflict of interest. Mm. So that's why we said that the chief justice will oversee the trial because they're seen as a non-biased party. If it were to be a Supreme Court justice that was up for impeachment, then you would see the vice president at the head of the Senate. So that spot can actually alternate. So there's seen as unbiased. So
0: when you say a trial, what does the trial actually look like? Because right now it sounds like it's just a, is it just a quick vote? Is it a... No,
2: it, it can last weeks. Do they get it to like cross-examine
0: people? Yeah. Or, they like similar to a regular trial? You
2: have a lawyer and they get to present information. Uh, does
0: the person, so the person on trial has a lawyer
2: mm-hmm, and the then The president have, would have a lawyer.
0: And then you have a, like...
2: A prosecutor. A pro- who's yeah. the
0: prosecutor for uh, for the government?
2: I, well, we're not that far yet.
1: And another question: I don't. I I, I should note this because I've lived through impeachments, but I don't know mm-hmm. how much of this is public and how much is behind closed doors.
2: The trial is generally very public. In fact, like to Johnson's impeachment, they'd sell tickets. Um, people would like compete to get tickets to totally go in. I would totally watch
0: this trial. Are you kidding? Um,
2: so the Clinton trial was televised.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the vote was televised. Um, so it is, it is a public hearing.
0: It's interesting. Speaking of televised, we were watching it the other day at lunch, mm. the, the beginning of the examinations. And I don't, I forget the guy's name that was on, that they were interviewing. It's interesting. We were talking about how nobody wants to ever answer a question directly for fear of retribution.
2: Right. It's, I um, just want, it was, it it's was a, a high stakes. To watch. It's a pretty high stakes situation. I mean, I'd say the highest stake. So, I think everybody's trying to make sure they don't end up coming to regret their words. And so they're they're. it's like a ballerina, you know. it's but don't really... you
0: feel sometimes, though, it, it, you're saying yes. Like the one question was like, do you have conversations? Like, did you talk to the president about this? And he's like, well, I had a conversation. Because. because I had many conversations. Like, that's a yes to me.
2: Well, because if the trial goes further, you need to be able to wiggle your way through.
1: It's, you know, even if you know what the answer is, sometimes it's. as much as you can leave it I remember doing this in like mock trial in law school it was like Mm -hmm. just never say yes or no unless you absolutely have to um, because you just want to give yourself that that flexibility and you know sometimes all that matters when you're the one asking the question is that you can restate it over and over and over again, and you know that the the public that's watching is hearing this mm-hmm. person that's sort of on trial squirm, and that really resonates. That sticks with people. They go, well, you know, that seems silly. He should have said yes. He should have said no, and he just refused to.
0: And So in that respect, I can see why televising it may affect how people vote. Because yeah. even if he gets impeached or not, somebody that was watching at one particular moment that agreed or disagreed with what was being said, that can form your whole opinion on them. It doesn't say on the flip side, if he if he doesn't get convicted, does it then make the people who were going after him and asking all those questions, the impeachers, if you will, Mm. does it make them look bad? And maybe people who are on the fence want to not vote like for Democrats because they feel like they're witch hunting and they're,
2: it's certainly, I think it's a risk. It can certainly come across petty. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to, you know, in, in previous cases, it's come across as almost desperate, And so you want to make sure you really have enough that the American people would stand behind it, which is why I don't think we've seen a conviction of a president, because Mm -hmm. it's very hard to gain that support.
1: Just jumping in, your question about who's really serving as prosecutor in um, an impeachment trial. In the case of um, the Clinton impeachment trial, it was um, 13 members of the Judiciary Committee served as managers, the equivalent of prosecutors. Okay. And they shared that role. With, um, from the Senate, yes, um, with Chief Justice William Rehnquist presiding over the entire thing, and then Clinton had his own attorneys and counsel staff that he selected. God, that would be the high pressure job being the
0: president's Ooh. defense <laughs> for yeah.
1: impeachment. I'm going through the results, the guilty, not guilty votes, and they don't fall exclusively along party lines, but they pretty much do. There's a you know, a few Republicans who said not guilty, and it looks like all Democrats said not guilty in the case of the Clinton. Yeah, all Democrats said not guilty in the
2: case yeah. of the Clinton trial. So. That, that matters. Yeah. Um, the Senate right now is controlled by the Republicans mm-hmm. by a couple votes. Um, we'll
0: have to see how it plays out. Yeah. This is, like, government, civics, history, <laughs> all, like,
1: this just real makes time. Me, how many
0: movies does this make you think of? It just makes me think of, like... Tom Cruise, like, you can't handle the truth. That's what I picture the Senate trial to look like. I'm sure it's less exciting than that.
1: I've never seen that movie from start to finish. I always fall asleep.
0: That's That's all you need to see is that last part. No. It makes me so nervous, but yet excited. Is it bad to say, and this is not biased, you want to see an impeachment of a president just to say you've seen a president kicked out of office? It could be any president. I just want to see, like, like, it's like seeing the Indians win the World Series. I like I just want to see it once before I, I die. I wish I wish that our
1: government would just always be productive, but it's kind of like election night. Like I just want to get some popcorn and sit around with my <laughs> social studies pals yeah, and talk do. American government. I mean, I hear you. Love this country.
0: Love, love our It's exciting time to, to see these. though to see all the things that we teach our lovely students about how our government works to actually see it put to action. Yep. It's interesting. We, why do we study the Constitution? This is why. Can the okay. president get in trouble? Yes.
2: <laughs> well. I think that's I it think, for now. I think well done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shall we not announce our next episode since some, sometimes we fly by the seat of our pants?
0: This is a very impromptu <laughs> episode. This was great. We were supposed to be doing one about songs. Right. And I think, and I think it's be-
2: still on the agenda.
0: Yeah. It, it's... It's floating in the clouds somewhere. Let's let our followers just be surprised. You're just gonna
1: build let that anticipation build.
0: (laughs) We will vow though that we will not wait such a long time between episodes.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I think that wraps up another episode of Pop Pass. We sure hope you'll join us next time. In the meantime, enjoy a song by the presidents of the United States
3: country. I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm
2: moving to the country. I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm
3: moving to the country.